Hi, this is your co-host, Austin. As the producer and engineer of Helen High Horror, I always strive to bring you, the listeners, the best sound quality possible. This means that while editing every episode of Helen High Horror, I need headphones that deliver clear, balanced sound. That's one reason why I use Studio headphones. Studio's on-ear Regent model delivers the clarity and balanced sound that I need when listening to audio. These headphones work completely wirelessly. They connect to any device with Bluetooth, but they can also be connected to a standard auxiliary cord. Studio offers several different earbud models as well, and right now, you can use the code HIGHHORROR, H-I-G-H-H-O-R-R-O-R, to get 15% off any purchase with free shipping worldwide. Go to studio.com, S-U-D-I-O.com to use the code HIGHHORROR and get 15% off your pair of headphones now. This audio program may contain descriptions of violence and topics that may not be suitable for everyone. Please listen with caution. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. Silicon Valley mm-hmm. last night, me and my dad. And one of the characters said, you know, we'll give it its day in court. Oh, no. <laughs> ah. And, and we were like, like what? Burst into flames. Ah. <laughs> me and my dad just looked at each other. <laughs> I showed uh, Elise that episode, too, because I was like, this um, is so funny. I nailed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then she was like, I like this show. And I was like, my dad. It's a great show. Yeah. We watched like 10 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it as a is fantastic. Yeah. And that's how I learned to ice cupcakes correctly. Yeah, your by... cupcakes looked really great. I was proud of myself. Yeah, they looked amazing. Because for those who don't know, Reppy is amazing at all baking yeah. and like cooking stuff. And but I don't call me out on it because I'm <laughs> not that good. But but <laughs> I'm always awful at it. And so I was like, well, I know I have to fully cool these cupcakes yeah, down yeah. before I ice them. Mm-hmm. And then it made all the difference. It really does make yeah. a big difference. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, your cupcakes looked great. And now I just have a ton of gluten-free cupcakes So come all to Austin's my house. The address is. <laughs> yeah. Because I do not want them. Yeah. <laughs> and She's I think. has got beer, too. So. Yes. I think if Mike eats all of them, he will explode. Yeah. He was really. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, how many cupcakes are out there? And I was like, yeah. there's a whole fridge of cupcakes. And he's like, oh, is there? And yeah. I was like, yeah, go look. There's like five dozen cupcakes he in was, the fridge. He was so worried that there wasn't going to be enough cupcakes. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is just as many as I could fit in the whole yeah. dirt. Every you time don't someone understand. Was like, every time someone was like, I'm going to have a cupcake. He was just like, oh. Yeah, he just <laughs> died like, a little bit Why are you inside. so sad? <laughs> I was like, there are so yeah. many. Good Lord. I made like 60 cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, in case everyone at the bar you wanted one. Exactly. That's how I plan to. I'm like, well, I'll make one for everyone and then three extras. Yeah, <laughs> just in case someone wants two. Yeah. But then it's just And then like... it's always like five people who want them. Yeah. It's like, okay. Well, well especially when my dad gets two cakes. cakes. Yeah. The fuck? I can't eat cake. <laughs> and people hear gluten-free and immediately they're like, well, those can't be done. But it's well, like... I mean, they're kind of right. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't like cupcakes or cake really anymore. I know. You like you're a cookie person. Yeah. I had a piece of cake, but mm-hmm. then I ate two bites of it and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna throw it out. Well, because you're cookie. not a big icing person. Yeah, and that chocolate cake was so sweet. It and is. then the icing was also really sweet. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's, it's like, like, ugh. like I, I made a face, I was like, yeah. Like that, and Theo was like, oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> it's like, this is real sweet. <laughs> yeah. For those that don't know, we had our engagement party. Me and her a co- were engaged. Yeah. <laughs> a couple days ago. I told I was talking to Mike last night, and I was like, I am so happy that our friends get along so well. Yeah. Like, I was so into it. And he was like, well, you know. They're pretty amicable, amicable people. Uh, I thought he was going to be like, well, you know, my friends, they're just kind of making face. They don't, they don't I, really like them, but they'll yeah. be fine for the wedding. It's fine. But they were like, you know, he was just like, yeah, I mean, they're all just pretty cool, you know. So Even though I feel like your friends, including me, mostly me, are just loud. Yes. I can hear myself talking and I'm like, shut up. You've already (laughs) spoken so much. And I'm just like, oh, no, but I thought it was good. And then you, you made some really funny comments and I was like, ooh, Davis must be loving this. I was like, like, ooh, love comedy. (laughs) Fall in love with me. I'm so funny. I was like, ooh, he better notice this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I try. To be yeah. funny. In my mind, it's just like, joke that doesn't work. Joke that doesn't work. Joke that doesn't work. <laughs> joke that kind of works. Oh, it was funny. It was and then good. for every, like, five jokes that don't land or people don't get the reference, mm-hmm. I get, like, one good one in there. Yeah. Well, sometimes they're really dry jokes, but they're really funny. <laughs> like, what you captioned on Instagram, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, I captioned it with, always the bridesmaid, never the mother of aunt, or the mother of the bride, probably because I don't have kids. And someone, like... <laughs> Liked it, and I was like, oh, thank you. That makes me feel <laughs> so, so good. Fun. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Someone thinks I'm funny. <laughs> so. Yeah. Every now and then. Go to my Instagram to check it yeah. out. Yeah. Rip Rod Am. Yeah. Well, I liked your Mother's Day post. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> what? Did you not make it? I swear. Oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. I on Twitter. It. Yeah. I, I was, was like, like what? what? I, don't, I thought you meant, like, from me. I was like, like then who posted yeah. it? <laughs> oh, from, uh, it was The Shining. It was when yes, he's breaking through the door, good. but it was a thing of flowers. Flowers, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hope it's smashing. God, I'm good. That was good, yeah. I have my moments. <laughs> Do we want to get in? We're doing, we're going to present <laughs> Do we get four in? In stories. In the, yes, in the we're pool. We're near a pool right we're now. Just, we're for swimming in all the champagne we got. <laughs> <laughs> we're just taking just, in the alcohol through our pores feel the burn of the bubbles you know, on your skin austin's doctor said she couldn't drink alcohol <laughs> they didn't say she couldn't absorb it through swimming <laughs> that too through aerobic exercise <laughs> i just have people pour it on me little by little <laughs> showers in it <laughs> um so we're gonna do four stories and we're yes. gonna alternate i was like, going your tire yes we're trying to figure out like an alternator right we don't know about cars you know (laughs) i'll take this one i'm an expert okay i think the alternator alternates and then your wheels have a wheelhouse and i think something might be in there that also alternates or maybe that's where the alternator is it just goes, uh-huh. I know it goes boom, boom, and go, go. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the boom, brakes yeah. and the brake pads and then the gas. <laughs> and, and the, the duodenum. <laughs> the like. duodenum. <laughs> that reminds me of Bridesmaids. 
en las escuelas. <laughs> 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 Uh, good times. Uh, so we're going to be talking about movie set deaths. Yes. And I just came back from California. Mm-hmm. Was looking so at she some schools. I, <laughs> in one day, my dad went with me. I dragged him to the L.A. County Coroner's Gift Shop. Hell yeah! Which is spectacular. If you have the opportunity to go go because apparently the new head coroner wants to shut it down. He thinks it's in bad taste. Look, look. I'm going to say my favorite joke of all time. People are dying to get in. <laughs> I got I got a pen that says, "We're dying for your business." Oh. Um, I'm wearing Coroner jokes are my favorite. I am wearing my LA County Coroner shirt mm-hmm. right now. On the back of it, it has chalk body outlines. Oh, yeah. With caution tape and it says our bodies of work speak for themselves <laughs> see it's just so good it's so good Corner jokes. and the woman who runs it is so nice but they're discontinuing the uh body outline mm-hmm. um shirts because the head corner does not like them yeah so, because because yeah. this is about him yeah because <laughs> these that's what i would have done i would have got up in front of all the grieving mm-hmm. parents because these people deaths are all about <laughs> you sir but it's funny because like you go into the main building and that's the waiting room <laughs> and then off to the side is the gift shop so like yeah. there are families in there yeah, i'm sure the families probably think it's in bad taste i'm sure <laughs> but it, it would be funny if like you got a free keychain or something, you know, like with a purchase. When you came in, yeah. <laughs> well, the lady was super nice. She threw in this, like, card holder mm-hmm. that they had just gotten in. Just lovely. And the store itself is just fun. It's little, but it's fun. And I highly recommend anyone goes there. Yeah. You just sh- just should check it out. Apparently, uh, Vegas copied them and has one, too, now. Ah. <laughs> Fake is fake. Yeah. So we started off there. <laughs> and then we went to the Museum of Death. It is very interesting because it covers so many aspects. Like the first room is artwork by serial killers. <laughs> it's wonderful. And then you go into like methods of execution. They have a, a head that was guillotined. Oh, yeah. fun. It's uh, still alive. <laughs> yes. It's, it's just, it's a wonder of medical science. And then you go into a room where it's like funeral practices and they have a video like step-by-step explaining an autopsy mm-hmm. and it shows it and everything's really cool. But then there was this section with these really gnarly crime scene photos and my dad saw it first, and he, like, was not into going in there, but he oh. kind of got into it. But he was like, look at this. And I was like, ooh, that's rough. Like, it's really rough. And then we were moving on, and a guy and his girlfriend were were behind us, and they he the guy turned the corner, and he goes, oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of monsters would yeah. enjoy this? Like, and it's oh, like, no. uh, yeah, me neither. Yeah. I mean, this is disgusting. <laughs> but they had, like, the bunk beds from Heaven's Gate. Whoa, and stuff like that. They had Charles cool. Manson's guitar. Well, I don't care about him. <laughs> <laughs> but 
They had I'll something... take that controversial stance right now. Fuck him. <laughs> I don't really care. They had something of the Black Dahlias. I thought it was like an mm, article of clothing or something. Lips. <laughs> oh, God. But it, and then they had all these taxidermied animals. See, that's... It was very weird. But, I... but it was like um, Liberace's cat. Oh, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that it was a little bit fun. I will say they had a two-assed chicken. Huh. It has two butts. <laughs> two full butts, not two, just the buttholes. Two buttholes. It's kind of like the butt is just bigger and there are two uh, buttholes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Side by side, not up and down. Side by side. See, that is interesting. Yeah, it is. It was nice. <laughs> it wasn't nice. Not like that. But... I wonder if it pooped at the same time or alternated between the buttholes or if one was just not so, functioning. here's my issue. Do chickens, do they poop out the butthole or do they lay the <laughs> eggs out the butthole? <laughs> I mean, is it really their butthole? I have no idea. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now with certainty, they definitely poop out do the they? butthole. Because I feel like it always Where comes, else it always comes it like be? straight down. So I feel like if it were, it would be on the underside more, you know? Well, I don't know a lot about chickens. My brother took poultry I'm, as a class and got a B minus. I'm thinking so. the chickens probably have a vagina that you don't see and that, the egg comes out of there. Yeah. Probably. But it's a bird. Do birds have vaginas? Mm. Yeah. Well well they don't do they don't do in the body fertilization. How do birds fertilize them? They the they lay an egg and then a male comes and How? Right? No. God, no, that's I'm a so fish. I have <laughs> that's a fish. <laughs> they would have I'm to break it up. <laughs> they would have to break the egg open to get their sperm you in think? there. Yeah, it doesn't all... seep through the egg through yeah. the A laid thing. egg is already there's already a chicken in there. It's already an embryo. Oh, is it? So they have to have sex. They're just not mammals. So they have sex and then it gets How do chickens mate? <laughs> this is a wonderful podcast. <laughs> the movie. Um, <laughs> we're all gonna watch it. Oh short no, film. you're right. But yeah. there is a cloaca. I don't know what that means. Don't use big words like this <laughs> to shame me. Last week it was uh, penultimate. <laughs> so look, when a rooster mates with a hen, he mounts her and standing on her back lowers his cloaca and the hen inverts her own cloaca to meet his. Wait. There is no penetration, but the sperm packet released by the male is taken into the hen's cloaca or vent. Sperm packet. Wait, so is the hen, so is it on her back? No, you're right. It's in her pouch, and he, like, kind of just into the pouch. So it's kind of like a jerk-off scenario. A little bit. There's no actual friction. He just does it. Yes. Man, if guys could do that. (laughs) Just don't touch me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it'd just be nice for one guy on the end of a date to not be like, Jerk me off. And it's like, you can just release it yourself. You don't even have to touch it. Yeah, it's true. Like, just do it by yourself. It's just, I guess you just sit there until it just... Know, it's just like, yeah. So after the Museum of Death, we went to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And so I figured movie set deaths, it's been on our list for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reppy agreed to it. Yeah. So... Uh, one I time. figured, yeah. Why <laughs> Normally not? Normally we do have to it. fist fight it out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact, all of our topics are determined by rocks, paper, scissors. <laughs> yeah. But really, we really use rock, paper, and scissors. Yes. We got to... It's pretty tough. It, it costs a lot of money, but it does. we just throw. We up. believe in quality, so. Uh, so do you want to start with your first? Sure, sure. Movie sure. set death. In the words of Lady Gaga, <laughs> the great Lady Gaga. Oh God! 
I'm in love with John Wayne. (laughs) So (laughs) he is the epitome of male. Not in a good way. No. Not really. Probably a little narcissistic. I can't imagine he was good to the ladies. I actually flew into John Wayne Airport when I went. They have a giant statue of him. Oh, did you rub on it? No. (laughs) I I love him. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I really love him. (laughs) And um, he was like, I I took this, I didn't love him until college because I took Mm -hmm. this like intro to philosophy class and we talked about the ideal of a man and the ideal of a woman. And until John Wayne came out, the ideal of a man was more like nails trimmed, haircut Mm. nice. You know what I mean? It wasn't like this rough, tough, someone who used words instead of violence. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a gentleman. Yes, yes. And when John Wayne came out, the ideal of a man turned to like, you have to be tough. You Mm -hmm. can't cry. You have to take care of a damsel in distress. You know, all that crazy shit. Yeah. So I was just like. Toxic masculinity. So we watched just a ton of John Wayne clips and I was just like, I love him. (laughs) And then I was like, oh God, these poor Native American people who were forced to do this movie. Yeah. Um, So in 1954, John uh, Wayne was filming the movie The Conqueror. The Conqueror. Conqueror. The Conqueror. um, About Genghis Khan. Mm -hmm. Who John Wayne played. Which, that doesn't Which make sense. I know you're thinking, isn't Genghis Khan Asian? Yes. Yes. But what you don't know about John Wayne is that he's really white. So you probably knew that. So he he had a bit of eyeliner, right? Like oh, on no. the edge to make oh, it a little squinty. Um, you know, it and then that wasn't was a just great it. time. Yeah, that yeah. was it. That was it. But, you know, nowadays we have white women playing Asians, so True. we haven't we changed still have much. still that issue. <laughs> yeah. Congress... Genghis Congus. Kong. Kong. <laughs> I like to call him Congus. He loves that nickname. <laughs> Old Congus. He was Mang- uh, Mongolian. I don't know why I wrote Mongol- that down. It's yes, very Mongolian, important. yes. That's what he was. The film was a huge flop. Oh, no, um, really? It was rated the worst movie of the 50s. <laughs> Some people say the worst movie in decades. Oh, like, gosh. And that's saying was, a lot. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. And I think one of these clips that I saw in my philosophy class was of this where mm-hmm. he's like, it's a, at one point, you know, he like grabs the woman and kisses her or whatever. Yeah. But the acting's so bad. He's like just rubbing her <laughs> lips with his lips, like really going in there. No. And it's just like, Oh no. Oh. <laughs> so, um, the movie was filmed near and on the red bluffs and white dunes near St. George, Utah, mm-hmm. an area chosen by Powell for its, Similaria to the... So Powell's the director. The director, yeah. I didn't mention that. You know, follow along. Um, for its similarity to the Central Asian steep. Steppes? Steeps. S-T-E-P-P-E-S. Steps, I guess? Steps? steps? Like fancy steps? Yeah. I don't know. The, the desert. Yeah. Or whatever. Is yeah. There, you know. I'm pretty sure they're different, though. <laughs> I think... Oh, I'm sure they are. Yes. <laughs> The problem was that St. George was only 137 miles away from an atomic testing range at Yucca Flat, Nevada. No bombs were tested during the actual filming of The Conqueror, Mm -hmm. but the year before, 11 explosions occurred. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. Two of them were particularly dirty bombs, depositing long-lasting radiation over the area. So most people are naturally exposed to two to three MSVs a year of radiation. That's mm-hmm. like getting an x-ray, doing flying all this, on a flying plane, on a plane. Yeah. You get two to three, maybe four if you fly a lot. Mm-hmm. 
exposure to 100 SMVs a year is the lowest level in which any increase in cancer risk is clearly evident. Mm -hmm. So you get exposed to 100 a year, you're getting cancer. Yeah. Like, it is implanted in you and growing. Yes. Yeah. So 1,000 MSVs would cause fatal cancer many years later Mm -hmm. in five out of every hundred persons exposed to it. So not only are you going to get cancer, you're going to die from it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a 5% chance that you will definitely die. That you didn't have before, (laughs) just based on it. So if you had an 85% chance of getting cancer Mm -hmm. because of your family background, now you have 90. It's true that doesn't even take into account uh, genetics. It's just you didn't have this 5% before. Mm -hmm. You could have been at zero your whole life, and then you got exposed to this. Now you have 5%. Mm -hmm. And if you get that cancer, it's going to be fatal. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't write it down, I don't think. But the people at, um, you know, with the weird fucked up animals now, you can't go because there's all that radiation. It's not Fukushima. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. That's in you Russia. Got it. Russia. Russia. Chernobyl. But a lot of people were Asian there. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But, um. Yeah, and they have, like, fucked up animals and shit Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. And you yeah. can go for, like, five minutes, but it'll take off, like, five years of your yeah. life. Yeah. I think they were exposed to, like, the people right next to the bomb died, mm-hmm. oh, like, the guy who died, like, within two days or whatever, he was exposed to, like, 35,000. The guy, yeah, the guy who was, Whose like, skin fell off, oh my and God, then he wasn't yeah. dead, but they thought he was. Mm-hmm. And there are pictures of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think he was exposed to, like, 35,000. Mm-hmm. His Ugh. last name was Ouchie. Oh. That's so fitting. I know. Well, he died a hero, because <laughs> he everyone did. remembers him. Yep, because everyone's like, fuck, Couldn't even we remember can't. Chernobyl. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's we, got it Well, down. we know that. Yeah. <laughs> we know the guy with the skin... Falling yes. off. So, um, almost all of the casting crew visited the dunes. Oh, no. But even the ones that weren't were still exposed to the sand because they took the sand back to the set to film with it. Idiots. Instead of using different sand. You know, to be realistic. Yes. For this shitty, shitty movie. (laughs) Um, Where the quality was probably that you couldn't fucking tell. You couldn't tell. It was black and white, I'm pretty sure. They might as well have just gone to Santa Monica and taken some fucking sand. There was 220 people who worked on the movie. It's not that big, actually. It's really not. 91 of them developed cancer. Fuck. 46 of them died. Holy shit. Including John Wayne and Susan Hayward. Who was the main, the, the, yeah. star, the starlet. Mm. And the director. Mm. Um, yeah, another star of the movie, Pedro Armanduras, survived, survived cancer of the kidney four years after the movie he got that. But then he killed himself in 1963 <gasps> at the age of 51 when he learned he had another kind of terminal cancer Ugh. in the lymphatic system. Poor dude. Yeah. Could you imagine the autopsies? They just cut them open and it's glowing sand. It's just sand. Yeah. <laughs> like they inhaled it That's and they couldn't it. digest it. Experts say that, statistically speaking, a group of 220 adults, 30-something would probably be diagnosed with cancer at some point. Mm. But it was triple A. Cause, yeah. You know. And cancer only kills normally 23 to 38%. So 23% in men, 28% in women. Yeah. So it's crazy high numbers. Yeah. And all of them died. Like John Wade died of like extremely painful cancer. So they all died of like horrible cancer. And no one ever talks about it. And I just think it's fascinating. And that's really the end of the story. It's not a really big long story. But I just. And it's like 
you think that if only they knew more about right. this, well, this like nuclear stuff, like maybe that all could have been avoided. The families are going under, they're not like going to sue or whatever, but they're mm-hmm. inquiring about an investigation because it's like, well, why are you having public places mm-hmm. be close enough to a, like a testing site to cause yeah. cancer? So unfortunately it's so long ago that now they can't like test the sand mm-hmm. there, but they're doing autopsies and there was like a bunch of tests and the family was basically just like of all these stars and everyone was just like, they would probably still be here. Like, they probably yeah. wouldn't have died of cancer. They all died pretty young, I'm pretty sure, really? too. John Wayne died at, like, 68, I think. Oh, huh. Stomach cancer, yeah. Yeah, so 60-something, right? He was late 60s. He was 79? born in 26. He died in 76. Oh, so 50-something? Yeah. 50. 50. Exactly. Yeah. Susan Hayward was 60-something. She was born in mm-hmm. 1917, died in 1975. Wow. That's really fucked up. I had heard about it, like... In a cursory kind of way. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, and that John Wayne movie's yeah. crazy. But, like, I just think it's like, imagine being on that awful fucking movie. Mm-hmm. John Wayne's probably For a terror. It's yeah, the worst movie sucks. you've ever produced. Mm-hmm. And also now you have cancer. It's And imagine not even being, like, a director or a producer. Imagine being, like, the fucking sound guy who has to hold that mic. And you craft already... service. Yeah, craft <laughs> service. You already hate your fucking job. Yeah. You're like, now this you get John Wayne's an it. asshole. He grabbed my ass. <laughs> yeah. I just want to leave. And now I have cancer. Yes. No That's one mentions so that. fucked up. Fucking Pedro killed himself. He had cancer twice. Yeah. He was like, fuck this shit. I'll just Ugh. kill myself. Yeah. It's like, I'm not doing this again. Well, especially because back then, I mean, now... We have all these treatments for right. cancer. Cancer isn't necessarily a death sentence anymore. But back then it was just like, well. Well, mm. yeah. And his second one, his lymphatic system one, mm-hmm. it, it traveled into his lymphatic system. Yeah. And so he had cancer everywhere. So they couldn't yeah. do radiation or anything. Yeah. The kidney one, they I think he got part of it removed you could and always, did radiation. Yeah, you can always yeah. cut out a kidney. You yeah. know, just cut that you thing just out. cut that one out. Yeah. You have it for dinner. Exactly. If you eat kidney cancer, do you get kidney cancer? <laughs> Only if it's still radioactive, apparently. So I did another m- movie. This is all movies. Well, this is all movies. <laughs> one of mine. Okay, one of mine's so a TV weird. show. I didn't do a movie set. Yeah, I went like, with um... deaths people didn't know about. People who <laughs> we're just this guy ignoring. Was a hobo. <laughs> but so unlike. The John Wayne movie and this movie, this movie, like, created a legacy. It wasn't just, like, this movie fucking sucks. Can I guess? Yeah, you know what it's going to be. Um, The Lion King. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we couldn't really do this episode without talking about this one. Poltergeist? No. Uh, Rosemary's Baby. Brandon Lee. Oh. And last night I was, like, I got home from work early. And I was, like, Mike, will you watch The Crow with me? I've never seen it. And he's like, uh, and then this morning he's like, do you want to watch The Crow tonight? And I'm like, well, I already researched it, so Don't fuck watch you. The Crow. You've never seen The Crow? I've never seen Here, The Crow. Here, I'll describe it to you right now. Um, people say it's, it's bad. Good. People say it's, it's the good. worst. Really? Well, those people aren't That's good what... people. Never speak to them again. <laughs> I was talking to my coworker who's a, a big film buff, and I was like, so is The Crow actually good, or no. is it just because he died on it that people are like into it? Yes. And he was like, no, it's a legitimately good nope. movie. <laughs> you know what it is? You want the synopsis right I, now? I mean, I, I watched His girlfriend gets raped hard murdered. for like two minutes. Oh, you have to watch this girl from me raped. Oh, no. And he's just like, <sighs> and then he, he gets shot. He gets shot. Yeah. And then he comes back from, he dies. Yes. He comes back 
And then he just brutally murders. There's no other plot. There's no other no. plot line. There's, he's not helping anyone. He just he's brutally just, murders yep. all the rapists. And then that's mm-hmm. it. And then he goes to fucking heaven or whatever. I don't Aww. know. That's kind of You don't really see that part. Yeah. But you just kind of fucking assume. <laughs> it's a really bad movie. Is it? Yeah. Because I've heard the first one is good and then all the rest are trash. Because there were sequels. Yeah, the first one was good and all the rest <laughs> were great. <laughs> so, he's a good actor in it. I will say yeah, that. He uh-huh. was a good actor. All the actors in it are really good. It's just like, I think a lot of you wish like, there was guys, a, a lot of action people like it. Because it's just killing people. There's yeah. no plot well, to it. There's a lot the of revenge. action scenes. Yeah. Right. Because well, he's a martial artist. There's not a so. lot of action scenes. It's only oh, action yeah. scenes. <laughs> it's just killing to killing to killing. And then he's running from the cops mm-hmm. and then he kills someone and then he runs and then he kills someone mm-hmm. and then he runs. It's not like, you're, you know what I mean? That's yeah. it. It's like, oh. Well. Hmm. Maybe I'll see it. I don't know. I mean, it's on watch Amazon it. it's free. Prime. <laughs> yeah. So. It was on Netflix a while ago. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. So. Actor Brandon Lee was no stranger to the spotlight, uh-huh. even in his early life. His infamous father, martial arts movie star Bruce Lee, had been a household name at the time of his death at age 32. No question. He yeah. also died on set, didn't he? No. He, um, no. I think it was some kind of aneurysm. Because oh. he had, like, seizures and migraines, and then on top of that, he did, like, all those stunts, and it, like, knocked his brain around, and he died. Like, he was out to dinner with friends, and then he went back to his hotel room and died. And at that time, when his, when Bruce Lee died, Brandon was just eight years old. Oh, he had a good 20 years left ahead of him. Right. <laughs> I don't know when he died. Exactly. But... <laughs> exactly, yeah. As Brandon grew up, he proved to be a difficult child and teenager and was kicked out of high school before earning his GED because he was like a prankster. Uh-huh. And they were just like, no, nah, no, oh, bye. No yeah, they were yeah, like, we don't care who seats. your father was. <laughs> your dead father. Yeah. After attending his freshman year of college at Emerson in Boston, Brandon Lee dropped out and moved to New York City to study acting at the Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute. During this time in his life, Lee came into contact with formal martial arts students and friends of his father's, who in turn taught him. So that that's kind of sweet, right? Bruce Lee taught them, and they're like, okay, well, now we're going to teach his kid because he's not here. When Brandon Lee was 20 years old, he moved back to Los Angeles where he had grown up. And he got his start as a script reader for Ruddy Morgan Productions. Soon he was hired to star in several Kung Fu related films, including Kung Fu the Movie, Legacy of Rage, Kung Fu The Next Generation, Laser Mission, and Showdown in Little Tokyo. You know the movie's good when it just says what it is. It's just Kung Kung Fu. Fu. And in Wait, laser, say that laser one? mission. Is that the one where they're in the hotel? I don't know. You don't maybe. know. You didn't say it. I have not seen any of these. <laughs> There's another action movie that he's in. It might. It and might they're be like in some hotel at some. Well, scene. he's also in. Rapid Fire, gotcha. which which was Maybe a popular it. one. That yeah. I'm going to talk about And there's about like that. some gang members at some point yeah. or something. Yeah. And, and kills them. in Showdown in Little Tokyo, he Kung starred Kung. alongside Dolph Lundgren. Oh. Yeah. That's a little weird. And it was released in 1991. It kind of served as Lee's breakthrough in America because before that, most of the films were just in China, mm-hmm. released in China, you know. A year after Showdown in Little Tokyo, Rapid Fire was released. It was uh, his second feature film. And it amassed a decent cult following because 
Brandon Lee was considered fairly good looking and and girls were into Mm -hmm. him and, you know. While finishing Rapid Fire, Lee was cast in the lead role as Eric Draven in the film adaptation of popular comic book The Crow. In October of 1992, Lee proposed to his girlfriend, Eliza Hutton. And the couple began making plans for their lives life. together. They apparently they they wanted kids so bad they were like wedding night we're gonna fuck this shit up like we're gonna have kids immediately you know. Gotta wait till wedding night. They planned their wedding for April seventeenth, nineteen ninety three, two weeks after production for the crow was to finish. Yeah. <laughs> and she worked in movies too. She yeah. was like apparently she I think she was an assistant to to a producer and then she was working on sets and then she actually got credited on the crow as an on-set assistant just because she was there all the time helping out like she wasn't hired to do it in just a few years lee had gone from college dropout to up-and-coming movie star and husband to corpse yeah in march of 1993 lee and hutton were working on set in wilmington north carolina the storyline of the crow revolves around a man eric draven who's murdered along with his fiance the day before his wedding. Draven comes back to life to avenge his murder. That's, like we said, the entire plot. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's We've it. We've just seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> On March 31st, Lee was set to film the scene in which Draven is killed. To create the shooting, prop supervisors planned on using a gun filled with dummy cartridges. The gun had been used with real bullets in a previous scene for a close-up shot. Kind of like just of the gun, you know, with the bullets in it. For the close-up, the props crew fashioned blanks from live rounds, which were emptied of their powder and then reinserted into the gun, which had been stripped of its live primer at the back of the cartridge. For the murder scene, the blank rounds were inserted into the revolver. So there's, so these aren't the dummy cartridges, they're the blank rounds. It's, you know, took me a while to sort this out. However, the primer was left in place, likely by accident. During a rehearsal or a take, an improperly deactivated cartridge set off the primer, which lodged a dummy bullet partway into the gun's barrel. Unbeknownst to Lee or actor Michael Massey, who was using the prop, which is just... That's so sad. Oh my gosh. The gun was in the right position to be deadly. When Massey aimed and fired the gun at Lee, the 44 caliber dummy bullet was propelled forward with virtually the same velocity as a live round from only 12 to 15 feet away. The bullet struck Lee in the abdomen and he fell backwards, not forwards, as he had been directed to for the scene. Lee had been holding a grocery bag that was rigged to produce a small explosion when the blank was fired adding even more confusion to the situation. When those present on the set realized that Lee was wounded and was no longer acting, they rushed him to New Hanover Regional Medical Center, where surgeons tried to save him. After a six-hour operation, Lee was pronounced dead at 1.03 p.m. The investigation into Lee's death found it to be accidental. Lee's body was taken to Jacksonville, North Carolina, where an autopsy was conducted. Then, Lee was laid to rest next to his father at Lakeview Cemetery in Seattle, Washington, in a grave plot that his mother, Linda Lee Cadwell, had purchased for herself. I know. With Lee dead, the directors and producers of the film had to decide whether to continue production or scrap the movie altogether. 
After rewriting the remaining scenes and using special effects to graft Lee's face onto his stunt double, The Crow was finally released in May of 1994. Hutton and Lee's mother supported the decision to finish the movie. Well, it is what he technically died for. Yeah. Lee posthumously received an MTV Movie Award for his final role. The Crow was dedicated... The greatest honor of all. Right? An MTV Movie Award. <laughs> the Crow... God forbid you give him an Oscar. Right? <laughs> the Crow was dedicated to both Brandon Lee and Eliza Hutton. In the wake of profound tragedy, Hutton took action and began a crusade for filmmaking, safety, and stricter union policies. Many who worked on The Crow remember Brandon Lee as someone who brightened their lives during his short 28 years on Earth. According to his makeup artist, he would play his Game Boy while in makeup, and if he scored a point, he would, like, move and jump and stuff, and then she'd have to, like, redo his makeup. No, his makeup for that movie was awful. I know. It was, like, a white face with, like, red lines down yeah, it. Yeah, it was black. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, all drip. She was, like, yeah, he, he was so into the video game, he, like, <laughs> and she said if she... She tried not to talk to him while doing his makeup because if they got to talking, he would be in the chair for an hour longer than he needed to be because they'd be talking because he was so personable. Mm -hmm. But Michael Massey, the actor who unknowingly fired the fatal shot, was haunted by the accident for the remainder of his life. No. Before his death in 2016, Massey had told an interviewer of Lee's death, quote, I don't think you ever get over something like that. He died in 2016. Yeah. He was young when that came out, wasn't he? So he, after that, he took like a long break from acting. He's like, I can't do it. Yeah. And then he came back and he was in 24 and Rizzoli and Isles and a bunch of other movies. Like you would recognize him if you saw him. Yeah. What? How how did he die? He had cancer. Oh. Lots of cancer. Maybe he was on that John Wayne movie. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) I don't think he's that old, but okay. No, he really wasn't. In the movie, he's like, I think he's like... He's, he's early like, 30s, yeah, I think. Yeah, you know or he's I mean? like, or like, he's kind of like Brandon Lee's age, Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. They all uh, look younger than what they really are. Well, he, he's probably older and he, 30s. And when but. he came back to movies, he looked a lot different than in The Crow. Yeah, I'm sure you would change everything about yourself. Well, he probably. like, he like got really thin and stuff. Yeah. Like you could. Which is crazy because in The Crow, like if I'm remembering right, he's not that big to begin with. No, but he, he has like a full face. Yeah. All of his friends and family, they were like, yeah, like, it severely impacted Well, yeah, you're just a stupid, like, it's such a violent movie, but he's just yeah. a fucking actor. Like, he's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He's he's not, like, actually a murderer, you know what I mean? No, so it's and, like, and it's like, it's not his fault. Right. But he still has to live with that, like. That it's you who happened to be pulling, the, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Everyone's it just always happened be like, to be him. Like, oh, what if I shot lower? What if I, mm-hmm. sh- you know, what if well, I should have checked the gun? And that's it's just what like, I was thinking. I was like, wow, he must have good aim. Yeah. Well, it probably just tore right through his, like, stomach and yeah. his kidneys and it, everything. And it's like, they you can't fix, fix it all it. at once. Yeah. At least it didn't hit him right in the forehead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or something well, crazy I just like find that. it amazing that it went right where the explosion was yeah. supposed to I'm be. Sure so he, like, I'm yeah. sure they yeah. practiced. Mm-hmm. But it's like, God forbid you just had a second gun. Right. Like, or, well, like let's do stuff a plastic out. one. Right. <laughs> like, like, you could have a real gun not loaded mm-hmm. and you could just digitally put that sound in and, you know, a little exactly. fake explosion. And yeah, it's what. like... like I'm mean, sure they do now. I'm sure because oh, yeah. of this, they really... Well, and that's kind of, you know, Hutton, yeah. Eliza Hutton, uh, his fiance. She she definitely, like, 
went after mm-hmm. everything and was like, we need to make these sets safer. And she knew her shit because she worked on movies all the time. So she really, she turned, she flipped it and reversed yeah. it. Like Missy Elliott. I mean, she's, she's such, she's yeah, she's, like she's a, a great, <laughs> she's and a great And then she said it backwards just like Missy does. Yeah. <laughs> but so now, you know, they do all that stuff. I just find it amazing that they were like, we have to use real bullets. And then they're like, well, we could digitally recreate his face. Yeah. <laughs> we'll digitally put his face on, but we really need those yes, bullets. Yes, we. There's no way to make that sound in that. Like, <laughs> or you, you could just fire a gun, record that sound, yeah. and then digitally just or, put that in or there. Or they could just like, do like the shot. They could just have the gun fire and then cut to him faking right. being shot. Like they didn't have to do it all, all, all you in know. one thing. It's like. Yeah. Uh, well, I bet you they regret that, too. Whoever made yep. that decision to be like, oh, it'd be so cool to put it all in one. Yeah. He probably jumped off a bridge, I It's probably like, eh. No. Because. Yeah. Well, movie set. Everyone's go, go, go. Did yeah. you do this? Did you? Oh, you do this because I don't have time. Well, and I mean, it's like, okay, if you I'll think it. about it, it must have been like early in the morning. Yeah. Because he died at 1 p.m. after after hours, I'm hours sure it was like a six-hour surgery. Yeah, it was, it was a like six-hour surgery. Yeah. So, and what it was is someone being like, "Oh, we need to make sure the gun's okay. Can you do that?" And then them being busy and them going, yep. "Oh, can you make sure the gun's okay?" And then someone goes to the gun and it's like the fake bullets are in. Great, because yeah. no, you know what I mean. And normally everything would be fine. That's the crazy thing. Like, yeah, I'm sure. Every I'm sure other it's happened time, before. It's you know, fine, but you it know? was just that the gun was fucked up in the exact right way. Right. To murder someone. And then he got hit in the exact right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if it hit his arm, it's it just like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. We really need to work on that. But it's like. See, if I was playing someone who was going to shoot someone, I probably wouldn't. I would probably purposely aim a little Well, they probably over. tell him. Yeah, like, you know it's what I mean? fine. Like, just it's, aim, you know? You know, an actor. Yeah. He probably doesn't know anything about guns. It's like, oh, it's going to be fake. Don't worry. Just aim mm-hmm. for his stomach. Because if you go like this, it's going to look stupid yeah. if he also gets hit in the stomach. Like, it's like. It's I just don't think they a... used that scene. I don't remember him getting shot no. through a grocery bag. They, um, so that scene, they, I don't know if they destroyed it, but it, they definitely, like, locked it up and never released yeah. it. I think they used a different take of the scene. Yeah. Because they did multiple takes of it. Or they just completely well, did something I think around it. If I remember, I mean, it's been a few years since I've seen The Crow for my third time, unfortunately. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where you hear the gunshot and then you and see then him you, fall yeah. to the ground and like, mm-hmm. and kind of die then. Yeah, they definitely don't use the take where he died. Yeah. But they use something else. This is your co-host, Austin, here to tell you a little bit about Studio. Studio is a headphone company based in Sweden that offers revolutionary wireless headphones that deliver high-quality audio. As a picky musician and music enthusiast with a busy schedule, I love that their Regent model is portable and has over 24 hours of battery life. They connect to any device with Bluetooth, but they can also be connected to a standard auxiliary cord. Studio offers several different earbud models as well, and right now you can use the code HIGHHORROR, that's H-I-G-H-H-O-R-R-O-R, to get 15% off any purchase with free shipping worldwide. Visit studio.com to use the code HIGHHORROR and get your pair now. 
Mine are all old, so you're welcome. Yes. We don't have to be old. as yeah. sad. This, they're all, m- both of mine are short, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah, well, we're, that's why we didn't think we could do just one per yeah. each. Well, I would have mm-hmm. probably done poltergeist. Oh, yeah. It's well, so outdone. But the, there are so many deaths. That's the yeah, thing. It's, it's like, oh. Like, and then there's and then, that murderer. Yes. And then that woman, she felt her mother's spirit move through her, all that shit. And it probably was her mom's spirit. Yeah. And then that's Mary's baby. My dad <laughs> says he felt his mom's spirit when she died because oh. he was driving a truck for a company that was like his, like a, a par- auto parts truck. Uh-huh. At like kind of the moment his mother died, he uh-huh. loses control of the truck and like spins out Uh-oh. for like no reason at all. And he swears that it's because his mother died and it was like kind of to symbolize or let him know. Well, was she a dick? No, she, she like wasn't. I'm gonna get him. No, and then he got back to work where he was going. They were like, "You have to go home." Oh, he was like, saying. "Why?" I'm and always like, like dreading that phone call of just someone being like, "You yeah. need to leave." Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. ominous. We're not gonna be the we're ones to break you. it to you. Yeah. When my yeah. anyway, they died with their boots on. Another classic. Okay, that's what I labeled this. The movie. That's the movie. It's called. They, they died, died with, with their, boots, their on. boots on. The people. It, well, there is a little bit of there's a little bit of humor, so okay. we'll wait for it. Okay, so this movie was in 1941. You know what? This is the black and white one. So I think the other one, I think the John Wayne one was in color, but okay. it's that like new color where everything's really soft and like kind of sepia tone. Yeah, yeah. Like you could tell if it was like black or red or blue or white, mm-hmm. but like yellows not and really. browns yeah. and like all kind of go. It's not like a, a definitive Yeah, color, you couldn't like... be like, that's a different red from that. That red's mm-hmm. a different sand red from that red. It's mm-hmm. like they could have like... used. Mm-hmm. So, okay. It was a real snooze fest because I had to watch this for history class. <laughs> really? And it is a real snooze fest. So Errol Flynn is in it. Oh. Which, have you ever listened to that dollop about him? No. So he was Australian. Okay. Everyone should go listen to it. It's not that, it didn't happen that long ago. He was Australian, and it's with Wes Anderson, oh, who I okay. really enjoy. Yeah. He was just basically, like, this huge dick, and, like, all Australians hear his name, and they, like, groan. They're just like, oh, this fucker. He, like, had a wife and a mistress and a baby. and then, Who didn't? Yeah. <laughs> but unlike John Wayne's film, this one was a big hit back then. Everybody oh, loved okay. this movie. It was about, who was it about? I you saw this. the movie. General Custard. <gasps> General Custer? A, General Custer. Okay. Yeah. There's a D no, at the end no, of that. No, there's no D. <laughs> General Custer. He's I'm not, a big he's fan. Not a fan of I love him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was about his last stand. I, I think it wasn't his last stand. Mm-hmm. I think it was like leading up to his last okay. stand. Based off the fact that they're assuming their audience knows that in the next battle he dies kind of thing. Okay. But I can't, re- we watched so many movies in mm-hmm. that history. This was the teacher who was so in love with him that I wrote him a Valentine's Day card, which he put on his wall. And it said, roses are red, violets are blue, Custer is sweet, but not as sweet as you. <laughs> because he loved General Custer. Mm-hmm. We We had like tests that were like, what were the curtains that his wife put up the day before he died? Because oh he knew God. that answer and would tell us. That's so weird. He'd be like, they were floral, and then he changed them to violet, which is weird because, you know, his favorite color was yellow, but he mentioned violets the day before he died, mm. and then she changed it to violets, and then he died. He sounds like, like a gigantic nerd. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he was really old, and all he would do is put his feet up on the decks and recline and stare at the ceiling. Like, he just knew it off the top of his yeah. head. Never had to look at I never saw him open a book or look at notes ever weird. in my life. So, unfortunately, Unfortunately, history forgot the names of the first two men who died. 
in this film. No so one it's cares just about them. Yeah. The first death is an actor. Mm-hmm. He was like an extra one of the cavalry men. Yeah. Um, and he was riding a horse when he was bucked off and he broke his neck on set. Oh, no. Yeah. That's a, a very sucky way to die. Yeah. Then another man while on set was filming. Uh, he was a stunt double and he had a heart attack and he died. <gasps> which is so hmm. rare for stunt doubles to have, I feel like. Because they're so yeah. fit normally. Well, and they're used to that kind yeah. of strenuous stuff. He just you know? had a heart attack now. Huh. Just random. Just random. Nothing you could do about it, really. And then, so the big whammy, Mm -hmm. as I put it. The big one. So I'm sure you can put this together by the end of it. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you about, I'm going to give you all the details. Mm -hmm. So Jack Budlong, he was another cavalryman, but he was more of like Custard's kind of like secondhand man. So So he he had speaking lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He was in it. He was in it to win it. Because it's like General Custard's times, they had sabers. Mm -hmm. So when you use a prop saber, it's lighter. Mm-hmm. So when you're swinging it around, it doesn't look as realistic because you have to fake the weight Yeah. instead uh-huh. of actually having that weight in your mm-hmm. hand. So this idiot was like, I'll just use a real one. Oh, my God. Because he was just, there was no one around. He had one scene where he's, like, riding in, and mm-hmm. he's, like, literally doing that, like, swinging his saber, yeah. like, ready to attack. So he's like, for that one scene and for when it's on my hip, I'll use a real one so that I have the weight and it pulls on my clothes and all that stuff. I guess he was on the same horse who bucked the fucking guy who broke his neck. Because he's bucked off of his horse. (gasps) These are some bad horses. Yeah. (laughs) Only to be impaled on his own saber. (gasps) No. He was 28 years old. Also probably wearing boots. Which is like, (laughs) died with your boots on. Classic comedy. Ha yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. I- ironic. Ironic. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Which I never heard of. Like, I was trying to look for deaths, right? Those were both like tiny stories. But mm-hmm. I was like, poltergeist, everyone knows. Like, mm-hmm. So I was like, what can I do that's a good story? And then I was like, unknown ones. And then I, yeah. th- this guy came up and it was like, it only told his story, and it was like, which is weird, because two other men had also died. And I was like, we're not going to mention <laughs> no, those guys. just throw I that just, out there. <laughs> it was like the fourth page of Google before I was like, oh, here we oh go, gosh. here we go. But I still couldn't find their names. Huh. And then there's this guy who, yeah, he yeah. got impaled by his own saber. That's crazy. And he was the one who was like, I need a real... They, everyone else was <laughs> wearing insisted. wearing fake sabers using yeah. fake sabers, and he was just... And he probably you know. would have been fine if he was using it. Yeah. I mean, he was just really, no, it's not real. Like, yeah. he was just really committed. He was. And now he's dead. Yes. Now they're all dead. Well, because on the right side, now ago. they're all dead. Yeah, on the bright side. <laughs> so, well, you who know. wins in the end? At least there's that. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to tell you about Christine Chubbuck. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a movie set, it's a TV set. So. Oh, that reminds me, before mm-hmm. you go into your story. Yeah. I really wanted to look into the fire on the set of The Waltons, but I guess no one died in that. I always oh, thought really? someone died in it. Huh. Maybe but not. not. But a murderer set that fire. Yeah. Oh. And I thought someone died in it, too, but I guess not. That was just always a set. I would watch reruns of that uh-huh. on, like, Hallmark Channel, and I was like, this is the TV show where that one person died. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything, so maybe huh. I'm making it up. Maybe we'll have to dig and find. Yeah, maybe it's buried, those fucking walls. Those they Christian want to cover ass it up. hobos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Christine Chubbuck was born on August 24th, 1944, in Hudson, Ohio. 
Her mother, Margarita. <laughs> she Italian? I don't think so. I don't know what that name Margarita is. Margarita uh. reported that Chubbuck was a very intelligent child, though she was introverted and shy. Chubbuck attended an all-girls high school in a suburb of Cleveland, where she founded a club called the Dateless Wonders Knitting Club. Oh, I bet you they were so popular. Right. With the fellas. <laughs> Chubbuck attended Miami University before transferring to Endicott College in Massachusetts. She wasn't happy at either school and ended up graduating from Boston University with a degree in broadcasting in 1965. After college, Chubbuck worked at several news stations in Ohio and surrounding areas. In 1968, she moved to Sarasota, Florida to work for a cable television firm. Her first mistake. Yes, moving to Florida. While Chubbuck was living in Florida, she resided in her family's summer cottage. Apparently, she did up her bedroom in kind of like the style that a teenage girl would. Like there were pink walls they and a, a canopy. Summer cottage. Yeah, in Sarasota. Oh, good for fucking them. <laughs> <laughs> when her parents divorced, her mother and her brothers came to live there as well. Chubbuck was close to her family and considered her younger brother Greg to be her best friend. She was hired as a reporter for ABC affiliate WXLT TV, but was given a talk show to host called Suncoast Digest, which aired at 9 a.m. So she was supposed to be a reporter, and they were like, well, we want you to host this thing instead. In Chubbuck's free time, she volunteered at Sarasota Memorial Hospital and put on puppet shows for children with intellectual disabilities. Mm. Chubbuck began butting heads with her superiors at the news station when she pushed to take on more serious topics on her show. She also opposed what she saw as the station's exploitation of tragic or gory events, like car pileups and murders. She would hate us. Mm. (laughs) Chubbuck was an extremely hard worker, by all accounts. Her job took up most of her time, and she had no real social life outside of her immediate family. She suffered with depression throughout her life and had attempted suicide by drug overdose in 1970. She was fairly open with others about her struggles with mental illness. She treated her depression and suicidal tendencies with the help of a psychiatrist. Her mother, however, felt that Chubbuck should keep her struggles to herself out of fear that she would be fired because of it. Yeah, that's legal. Yeah, right? Well, back then, who the fuck knows? They could do whatever they wanted. (laughs) Chubbuck had a very minimal love life, if one existed at all. Yeah, same girl. (laughs) At age 30, she was a virgin. Oh, not which same. yeah, which she complained to coworkers about in social settings. She told others that she had never been on more than two dates with a man. Her family noted that Chubbuck had trouble connecting to others on an emotional level, but had had two serious relationships. One as a teenager with an older man who died in a car accident, oh, shit. and one as an adult. The second relationship had ended when her anti-Semitic father discovered that her boyfriend was Jewish. Yikes. In 1973, Chubbuck underwent surgery to remove her right ovary, which had become cancerous. And she was young at this point. Physicians told her that if she did not conceive within the following two to three years, she would likely become infertile. And she loved kids because, you know, she volunteered with kids and everything. 
Only the one with mental <laughs> she, she did the puppet thingies. <laughs> By some accounts, Chubbuck may have had a crush on co-worker George Peter Ryan, who did not reciprocate her feelings and began dating another co-worker, Andrea Kirby. To make matters worse, Kirby was Chubbuck's best friend at the news station. Well, come on, Kirby. Right. Don't be a bitch. But then she took a new job in Baltimore. This happened shortly after Chubbuck discovered her relationship with Ryan. Mm-hmm. Chubbuck found herself running out of time to become a mother while also balancing her unrequited love and losing her best friend. Though many co-workers were under the impression that Chubbuck was somewhat defensive and standoffish, she was desperate to connect with others. She often made self-deprecating jokes and was always her own harshest critic. When complimented, she became uncomfortable. Her brother notes that she may have had bipolar disorder, but we, we won't know. In early July, Chubbick joked with the night news editor, Rob Smith, that she had brought a gun to work and was planning on killing herself on air. Smith... <laughs> <laughs> Classic comedy. Classic comedy. (laughs) Smith was made uncomfortable by the remark and changed the subject of the conversation. On the morning. Tell anyone though? No, no. (laughs) Just kept that to himself. He was just like, well, she's weird. Have you seen the spread they put out today? It's like, she's weird. So that's, you know. (laughs) (laughs) On the morning of July 15th, 1974, Chubbuck told co workers that she was going to read a newscast to begin Suncoast Digest. This was unusual, as Chubbuck had never prefaced the show in such a way. She reported on a few local stories. Sorry, question. This yeah. is live? Yes. Live Please. news. She reported on a few local stories, as well as a shooting that had taken place at a restaurant in the Sarasota Bradenton Airport the previous day. Video footage that was supposed to play alongside the report jammed during the broadcast, but Chubbuck was unfazed. Eight minutes into the report, Chubbuck stared into the camera and said, quote, In keeping with Channel 40's policy of bringing you the latest in blood and guts and in living color, you are going to see another first attempted suicide. Chubbuck then pulled out a revolver and shot herself in the head behind her right ear. Her body violently slumped forward on the news desk before the production team quickly oh faded the God. picture to black. Imagine being on that production right? team. Like, Everyone's like, uh, uh, all of a sudden she goes off script. You're like, yeah, okay, you're like, okay, what? let's see, let's see. This could be good. This could be good. What's she going to do? Attempted suicide. Uh, what do we do? Do we run? Do we run? Do we What are we doing? What are we doing? And then the production suicide. crew, they're like, feed it to black. Feed it to black. Jesus Christ. Stand in front of the screen. Stand in front of the screen. Just standing up. Well, push the camera to the ground. There. Yeah. <laughs> the news station ran a public service announcement and then a movie rerun. Viewers who had seen Chubbuck's suicide live on air started calling the police, while others called the station to ask if what they had seen was real. Yeah, I mean, you gotta ask. That, <laughs> although that'd be a s- fucking that'd be stupid. A, yeah. Publicity slant. Pretend be. like you're gonna kill yourself. And that'd then, be good yeah, for viewers. Just, you it's know, like I'm, shock just, I'm just having my fucking morning coffee over mm-hmm. here, and now I've got. Imagine <sighs> also, because normally you throw the news on, you're doing mm-hmm. stuff, and then all of a sudden it's like attempted suicide, and you're like, "Well, what's happening now with yeah. that?" And then it's like, "Boom!" Mm-hmm. It's coming on. Chubbuck was taken to Sarasota Memorial Hospital, where she died 14 hours later. Jeez, wow. News director, I, thought, oh, I always thought she like died right then and there. No, she she hung on because it was behind her ear. Yeah, well, so she should have like, placed it better yeah. under the. Under the roof of your mouth. Yeah, you got to get right into the 
right in the, the brain, brain you know? You know, or don't maybe get there. Or just, there. Yeah, maybe that too. Well, she she had tried to take measures, but it wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. News director Mike Simmons found papers left by Chubbuck containing the news report of her own death. Oh my that god! She had written the statement read something along the lines of quote. TV40 News personality Christine Chubbuck shot herself in a live broadcast this morning on a Channel 40 talk program. She was rushed to Sarasota Memorial Hospital where she remains in critical condition. Did she think she was going to die? Like I'm She she was like I probably won't die immediately. She gotcha. knew like she wrote that in in gotcha. the thing. Knowing that. She knew the hospital they were going to take her to, all of it. Well, yeah, it's like, what's the closest hospital? Yeah, and that's where she volunteered, too. Oh. Chubbuck was cremated, and a memorial service was held on the beach. 120 people attended the ceremony, mm. many of whom had been guests on her show. So, like, here she is going through this, and she's so lonely. Yeah. And she has, she thinks she has no one, and then all these, and then people, all these people show, show up. up. Yeah. Minister Thomas Beeson stated in his eulogy, quote, we suffer at our sense of loss. We are frightened by her rage. We are guilty in the face of her rejection. We are hurt by her choice of isolation, and we are confused by her message. The footage of her suicide has been kept hidden for years, but reportedly resurfaced in 2016. It has never been publicly available, and an injunction was obtained by Greg Chubbick, the, her brother, to make sure that it never will be. In 2016, a movie about Chubbuck's death entitled Christine was released. Oh. It's a re- it's a good movie. I've seen it. Michael C. Hall plays her crush. Aw. Yeah. Michael C. Hall. Mm-hmm. That son of a bitch. Yeah. So. Who plays her? I think actually the woman who directed it. It also oh. stars in it, and she's really good. Like, she she put in a lot of time and energy to really kind of delve into what Christine Chubbuck was like and her mannerisms because she had a talk show. I mean, you could watch. Yeah. That's yeah. so weird that you did a newscaster because I almost did The Girl Who Got Shot. Oh, yeah. The a few one, years yeah, ago. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. It was her and her cameraman, like, at, I don't know, a mall yeah. or something like that. And a shooter opens mm-hmm. up and she dies. I yeah. almost did that, but that's really the whole story. Yeah, there isn't a lot to it's it. It's not like there's a background, like, with this girl. I mean, I could have gone into her background, but it's just like she's a normal girl. Yeah. And, and she's, she's just doing her job, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Christine Chubbuck, she. A lot of people make a huge deal about the, like, oh, she was a virgin. That's why she killed herself. Like, I don't yeah. think. Let's not and put even, too much into sex. It's, yeah. One of the co-wor- her co-workers at the station, like, they really tried to, like, distance themselves uh-huh. from this. Like, the, the station as a whole, they're like, well, it wasn't our fault. Right. Like, it was just. But he was like, basically, it just comes down to she was mad that she wasn't married yet. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of a dick thing to say and probably not true. Yeah. But I don't think happy you know, people who aren't married are like, guess I'll kill myself. Yeah. On live television. Right. It's a number you know? of things plus the fact that you have depression. Exactly. And and it kind of all cum- accumulated, yeah. you know? It's like she was pissed about the kind of coverage they were doing. Mm-hmm. She was being kind of pushed into this corner when she wanted to do more serious topics. Mm -hmm. She felt like she was running out of time to be a mother. And, you know, she felt alone and without romantic prospects. And Mm -hmm. I think it just all came to a head. 
Yeah. You know? Literally. It wasn't one thing. It was all of them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, is she going to laugh at Literally. it? Or <laughs> he looked at me like that. <laughs> the movie's good, though. I would recommend the movie. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. I want to be depressed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it goes through. It, it's a lot more detailed mm-hmm. than what I just said because they kind of put in the, all these personal things, which I don't know if they're true or not, but they kind of work, so... <laughs> They were. Apparently she had a pet dragon who died a few <laughs> right. days before. That was pretty sad for her. Mm-hmm. But they have like, um, you know, her doing her talk show. Because she was very meticulous. Uh-huh. She was like, like she wants different flowers on her desk. Okay. Fake flowers. And she's, you know, she does all, puts all this work in at her typewriter and stuff like that. So, and then she was actually posthumously awarded or she was going to be awarded some kind of honor for doing something with ecological conservation hmm. because she had had some people on her show and brought awareness to something. I don't know. Oh. I couldn't find a lot of information about it. But, yeah, so she actually – she succeeded in doing, like, some serious reporting and right. making changes. But I just thought it was so sad when I read that 120 people came to her memorial service. So uh, There'd be, like, five at mine. <laughs> You. <laughs> there, there would be more. There'd be more than five. Yeah. I don't it, think there'd be 120. No. Well, that's a lot of people. It is. Well, because it was all like people she had interviewed right. and coworkers and her family. Who felt lost when she died, too. You yeah. don't just like Probably go to people from student. the hospital. Yeah. She came into contact with a lot of people and she was very well respected. Yeah. She just kind of did not know how to build upon relationships. Right. And she couldn't make a connection. Yeah. Which is like what you need mm-hmm. in life. You don't need to be successful as much as mm-hmm. you need to have connections with people. And if you can't make them, mm-hmm. that's why some people, you know, kill hitchhikers. It's also mm-hmm. why some people take their own lives. Yeah. Because they can't make connections. Mm-hmm. It's just very interesting the way she chose to go about it. Yeah, that, that is know? interesting. I wish I knew more about that. Yeah. Like and I think the air, there's like... like there may be like reenactments of it, uh-huh. but not, you'll never, the footage, real footage yeah. is, is a way. Which is good. It's good. Yeah. As much as the psycho in me wants to watch it, it's <laughs> good that you can't see someone's last breath. You exactly. don't need to see that. Like, well, and enough people saw it live on yeah, air. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just cut her off when she went on her little speech right before. Well, because they at were that like, point you're like, ooh, it could be good. Yeah, like, even yeah. if she goes batshit crazy right now and mm-hmm. starts cussing, that's ratings. Yeah. People want to now tune well, that's, into that's, our show. They had kind of gone to, towards shock value. Right. So they were like, oh, So it's nice. like, okay, well, if she goes crazy and she's like, and I hate this fucking job, it's like, mm-hmm. great, people are going to tune in to see that girl go yeah. crazy. So you're like... Okay, let's see what she says. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it could just be great journalism. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she really did her work and wants to try something new. Let's give well, her I th- the Well, I think you know she was I mean? fairly reliable. Right, so exactly. It so it's like, like okay, yeah. we'll see what she has to do. If it mm-hmm. doesn't work, she won't do it again, you know? Yeah. So. And then all of a sudden, see, I would have cut her off once she talked about attempted suicide. Yeah. But I guess maybe well, she phrased think... it in a way that was like, oh, maybe she's going to, like, maybe there's mm-hmm. a news story about attempted suicide. Yeah. I like, think she also was really quick. Quick about it, yeah. I think she was just like, here's another one, an attempted suicide. And God forbid, like, and probably the people back there, like, behind the cameras Mm -hmm. probably knew, like, oh, if I race out there and then she doesn't try to kill herself and it's, it's like, some clip of something, I'm going to get fired. Mm -hmm. 
So Yeah. Well, and already that day she was like, I'm going to do this report. And everyone's yeah. like, well, you've never done it before, but okay. But okay. Like, let's yeah. see what's happening. So it was I already guess. a weird environment. And then mm-hmm. she takes out a gun. And then oh you're probably gosh. like frozen and also like, well, what if I go towards her and she shoots me? Yeah. Well, and then after that, so they fade to black. They do an announcement and then they put like a, a movie on. Yeah. Just the channel. But then someone had to go back on and report. So they had to, like, clean the desk off. Oh, my God. Have someone sit behind there. And like, be like, this is where she just... And then, like, try to continue on with the yeah. news as if... Which is crazy. Because that's the same way when that girl gets shot. Mm-hmm. The I don't want to say the best part about that. But it's a crazy <laughs> footage. But the craziest part about it isn't... Because you can't really tell anyone's been shot. Mm-hmm. You see her, like, fall down and then the camera fall down. Yeah. And you're like, what's happening? And you don't hear anything mm-hmm. anymore. And then it fades and you see the newscaster like this. Yeah. Like, eyes wide it's open. The like, how do I you... go on mm-hmm. when someone I know might mm-hmm. have just died? It's yeah. like, and you uh, okay, we, I think she says something like, we're having difficulties. We'll have to send someone out there to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then they go to a commercial break. Yeah. They're like, we'll they be right back just... after this. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, I mean, live, it's... live news <laughs> is rough. Once we hit commercial, I would have just been like, ah! yeah, it's like, just screaming for three happened? minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then be like, well, in other news, there's a puppy. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm sure after they cut, they're like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, someone tell me what They might have happened. cut the news off completely. I have no idea. Yeah. They might have just been like, we're canceling mm-hmm. the news for today. Let's put on a fucking movie. Yeah. Like that. It's like, uh, no one needs to know anything else yeah. anymore. Plus, it wasn't like a Fox or like a C where there's just like tons of people. Anyone could go on yeah. if someone's shocked. Mm-hmm. They have tons of news. It was like a town. A little, yeah, so it's like a you know local what I mean? news. We're like, if it happened on Fox, they could be like, well, what's going on in Washington? Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about that. Yeah. Where it's like. They have like a dog people, of- Yeah, and there's people who are used to, not used to seeing people die, but they're just more mainstream used to like going. Mm-hmm. They know this is fast paced. We just got to. Keep going, keep going. Yeah. We're like, you're a news anchor for a town, like mm-hmm. Sarasota, Florida, and someone just kills themselves in front of you. You're not immediately like, well, clean up the desk, get the body out yeah. of here, and let's, mm-hmm. people need the news. It's like, and it's, this is someone they saw every single day. Right. Like, she may not have been the most popular, but they knew her. Right. So it was just like. And she wasn't like a huge cunt where at least you're, no. where you're like, oh, this fucking bitch. Yeah. She was just some girl. You know she, what I mean? She was, everyone she knew was, she was oh, a little strange. Yeah. And, but she was their coworker and she was good at her job. And yeah. they were just like, what the fuck? So. So we are Helen High Horror. Yep. Hell High Horror on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Rebby has put some good posts up there. <laughs> one. I've done one thing. Okay. It was, it was funny though. <laughs> I liked it. Our Instagram is Helen High Horror, mm-hmm. as is our Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm Austin Costelli. I'm Witch Tips on Tumblr. I'm Reparata. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to continue. No. <laughs> I'm Reparata and on everything. Yes. The end. <laughs> Forever That's and ever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Jesus We <laughs> We have our Patreon. Reppy's going to record her Patreon story. Yep, yep. Uh, probably in the coming week or so. And yeah. then we'll do our news. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get the news... All you have to do is donate a dollar a month to get the the separate story. It's five dollars enough. It's gonna be a good one, I promise. Yeah. It's gonna be the same one I just did. <laughs> We're just gonna great. redo it. <laughs> I'll just do it in French. So all you French <laughs> listeners, tune in. Yep. All two of you. Yep. <laughs> and our email is mm-hmm. still open for those of you with yep. your weird 
creepy paranormal stories. Yep. Um, it's hellandhighhorror at gmail.com. I feel like people at this point probably are tuning out. Maybe we should do this at the beginning next time. We could, or in the middle. We in just middle. stopped just everything stop and, and just, be like, yeah. And then she was brutally murdered. Also, yeah. if you want to email your stories <laughs> about brutal do. murder, to <laughs> do this one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that'll be in good taste. Yes, right. <laughs> just like my corner shirt. Yeah. <laughs> in great taste. That one is in great taste. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I think that's it. Yeah. Right? Okay. You know what the corner's office should sell, though? What? Body bags, but they're actually ponchos. They so sell body bags, um, but I don't know what their purpose is. Yeah, see, they should be a poncho where like the bottom yeah. split out into pants, and they it's just like a bodysuit bag. I should look, but that I know they cool. sell body bags, and then your head just peeks out, mm-hmm. and then it's got like a fake toe tag. <laughs> <Just like>, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just your face. Well, the they give you a toe tag with like the mm. little things you buy. They like tie it to, it, and it's so cute. So cute. <laughs> cute. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Happy hauntings, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.